You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it. WrestleMania week has passed. If you want some more uh, work for me, postwrestling.com. Check out some of the reports that I did at WrestleMania week for Bloodsport 6, uh, Spring Break, and Hardcore Justice, which aired right before WrestleMania. Uh, a couple match recommendations from there, just so I don't get too much into it. Uh, but Josh Barnett and John Moxley from Bloodsport 6 was really good, really bloody. Speaking of bloody, Ricky Shane Page and Nick Gage at Spring Break, where there was a surprise at the very end. If you did not catch it, check it out. And there was also an amazing trios match at Spring Break. And also, uh, for the culture, I didn't write a report for it, but I did check it out. And uh, I have to recommend Rich Swan and Two Cold Scorpio from that event. Yes, you heard that right. Anyway, let's get down to the regular shows here, starting with AEW Dark Elevation. We have 10 with a record of 9-1, which makes 10. Defeated Zach Clayton with a record of 0-1 with the full Nelson. Clayton actually demands that he's announced as MTV Jersey Shore's number one star, Zach Clayton. I guess he was engaged to Wow. Oh, wow. Speaking of wow. Jersey Shore. Yeah, let's forget about that. Match number two, Miro with a record of 4-0 defeated Hayden Backlund with a record of 0-1 quickly with the game over. They did mention that Hayden is a distant relative of Bob Backlund. Not sure if that's true or not, but interesting note there. Tay Conti and Hikaru Shida with a record of 1-1 defeated Catalina Perez and Layla Gray with Shida pinning Gray after the Katana kick. The Hybrid 2 with a record of 1-3 defeated Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander with a record of 0-1 when the Helico made Alexander submit to the Navarro death roll. We go backstage with Dasha who's with Thunder Rosa where she says she has a target on her back and she is one of the best in the world hyping up her match later on with Diamante. Orange Cassidy with a record of 3-0 defeated John Skyler with a record of 0-4 with the Beach Break. Our weekly Rise Star segment is this one is on the Captain Sean Dean. He pretty much talks about his time in the Navy and him joining right after 9-11 and then coming back and playing arena football and how that transitioned to him getting into wrestling and eventually getting signed to AEW. Pretty good. Match number six, Kanaste Takeshita. I apologize if I got that name wrong. Making his AEW debut 
on TV at least, defeated Danny Limelight with this beautiful wheelbarrow into a bridge German suplex. Uh, Takeshita actually debuted on the house that never, what's it called, the house that always wins house show that they had on Friday of WrestleMania week, but it was the first time he's been on TV. Excalibur actually joined on commentary that uh, during this match, which gave it kind of like that Mike Today feel when he would come on uh, Nitro and talk about like a lot of the people from other countries. So he's coming from DDT. He's worked closely with Kenny Omega. I actually saw him wrestle three times in one day on uh, WrestleMania weekend in 2019. I know he had a match for DDT, a match for Evolve, and also a match for Kaiju Big Battle, if I'm not mistaken. We go backstage where Sonny Kiss is stretching until Sonny, uh, Joey Jadella steps in, and he asks why these cameras are there. Uh, if Sonny has some sort of YouTube skit show going on and Kiss says no. So we never actually got the uh, question answered of why the cameras are there. Then Janela goes to this really weird thing about how there's two girls upstairs waiting to do something to him. And Kiss says they can't do that because they have a match coming up against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And Janela says that he thought they were wrestling two guys from Puerto Rico. Uh, so they walk away and get ready. Yeah, really wacky, but, you know, what do you expect from Joy Janela? Match number seven, FTR, with a record of 2-0, with Telly Blanchard and Warlow, defeated Jay Lion and Midas Black. Uh, Lion and Black, they're just indie tag team. They've been uh, together for over two years. They had, like, this weird, like, um, I guess, circus act, you can say, with Jay Lion being the lion and Midas Black being, like, the, you know, the ring top uh, lion tamer, I guess you can say, with the, the whip and the hat and everything. Uh, Cash Wheeler does get the pin on Black after hitting a spiked pile driver, which Tony Schiavone incorrectly called the uh, Goodnet Express. I don't know if he just has a, like a list of wrestling finishers and thinks every finishing move is that move. I don't know, but somebody should kind of, I guess, let him know. Match number eight, Death Triangle, the team of Ray Phoenix and Pac with a record of one and one defeated Barry Morales and Andre Montoya with Ray Phoenix hitting a frog splash on the debuting Montoya. Match number nine, Dante Martin with a record of five and four defeated Baron Black with a record of 0 and seven with a 450 splash. It looks like Darius is still out with an injury. We haven't seen him in about a month or so. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page backstage on questioning, uh, how Janela and Kiss keep getting title shots and they haven't, hyping up their match later on. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD with a record of five and one, ranked number four in the women's division, defeated Sky Blue with a curb stomp. I recently saw Blue actually on NC, on NWA Power and, uh, she actually wrestled this past weekend for GCW as well. After the match, Tony Schiavone gets a quick word with Baker, where she pretty much says that she has to keep stacking these bullshit wins on Dark and Elevation, so she climbed the rankings. So that's the storyline going here, that she's just going to keep wrestling on every show till her ranking go- goes up. Match number 11, The Factory, consistent of QT Marshall and Nick Conorado, defeated Andrew Palace and Cole Carter. Uh, Palace and Carter, both indie wrestlers, making their debut here. Marshall easily, easily gets a pin on Carter with the Diamond Cutter. Cutter, Carter, Marshall, sorry. Match number 12, Mike Seidel with a record of 0-1. Owen one defeated MT Nakazawa with a record of two and one with a roll up after Nakazawa tried to use his laptop. After the match, he did attack him anyway, but it didn't really affect Seidel. We go backstage with Ray Phoenix and Pac, where they do a quick promo about how they're going to take the tag team titles from the Young Bucks. Legit Layla Hirsch with a record of five and three defeated Shana with a record of four and one with a cross arm breaker. Uh, Alex Marvez is backstage with Takeshita, but Kenny Omega takes over the interview and uses Nakazawa as a translator, where he pretty much welcomes him to AEW, says that they're scouting for new talent, and he makes a match for next week with Takeshita and Nakazawa against Mike and Matt Seidel. Takeshita wasn't too happy about this because he assumed that he was going to team up with Kenny Omega. Penta El Zero Miedo with a record of 5-4, and four, defeated Brandon Cutler with a record of 9-12-2 with his Fear Factor package pile driver after snapping his arm back. Thunder Rosa with a record of 6-2, defeated Diamante with a record of 7-2 with the Fire Thunder Driver. This is actually a really good match. If I had to recommend one match on this show, this would definitely be it. Uh, you know, these two, they definitely are great and obviously working together only made this match even better. 
Match number 16, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page defeated Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela with a record of 11 and 10. A really good tag team match here. Ethan Page pins Kiss after the Eagles Edge, and Page and Sky are actually really working well together as a tag team. And our main event, the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Seven with a record of 24 and 11, accompanied by Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, defeated Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Bononi, accompanied by J.D. Drake. It should be noted that the best friends actually used the Pixie song for their entrance, so it's not just an Orange Cassidy thing, it looks like. Trent does get the pin on Nemeth after the Strong Zero. Tuesday's AEW Dark, SCU with a record of 8-0. Number one in the tag team division defeated J-Line and Midas Black with a record of 0-1. Kazarian gets the pin on line after the best Melcher driver. Mass Seidel 3-2 defeated Luther 0-1 in the what they called the Battle of the Third Eyes with his Lightning Spiral. Dark Orders 5-10, who are 2-0, defeated Kit Sackett and Hayden Backlund after Sackett... Uh, Second makes his debut, and he actually loses the match, being submitted by the full Nelson. Colt Cabana, with a record of 7-1, defeated the Man Scout, Jake Manning, making his debut. You've probably seen Manning. He's been wrestling forever for at least close to 20 years. Uh, he's been in Evolve, Ring of Honor. Uh, Cabana wins this match pretty easily by submission with the Billy Ghost Curse, and a negative one throws Manning's book that he's been reading throughout the match right to the outside. Red Velvet and Big Swole defeated Queen Aminata and Amber Nova. Uh, Aminata and Nova both making their debuts. Nova, she's wrestled before in Impact and NXT. You've most likely seen her. Uh, Aminata, she's wrestled in Shimmer Wrestling. Uh, she actually had a match on SmackDown as well. Velvet gets the pin on Nova after a big kick. And then after the match, Jade Cargill comes out. Uh, Velvet actually spears her from outside the ring to the outside. Um, from the inside to the outside, and they start brawling before their upcoming match on Dynamite. Aaron Solo with a record of 0-4, defeated Fuego Do Sol with a record of 0-8. Uh, it should be noted that actually Anthony Ogogo is no longer on commentary on now on AEW Dark since joining up with the Factory. Solo gets his first singles victory in AEW with the modified cross pedigree. We get this real serious promo backstage from uh, Ryan Nemeth talking about his upcoming match with Alex Reynolds. Gun Club defeated Andrew Palace, Stone Rockwell, and Mike Magnum. Rockwell's a 20-year veteran making his debut. He's been an impact, a ring of honor. Colton gets the quick pin on Magnum with a neckbreaker. Colin King with a record of 5-3 defeated Matty Rinkowski with a record of 2-2 two two with the Kingdom Falls. We get the segment backstage with the Dark Order. It's pretty much sponsored by uh, State Farm. They go ahead, how they said that they were on a call earlier with some super fan named Aaron and how he gave him some tips on how to do uh, some new wrestling moves they should do tonight. Uh, Alex Reynolds against uh, Ryan Nemeth. Matt Hardy defeated Ken Broadway, making his debut. Uh, Broadway's an indie star who's been in a bunch in House of Glory, and GCW actually was wrestling all throughout this weekend for GCW. Hardy wins with the leech while Darby Allen is up in the rafters uh, watching along. And after the match, Matt Hardy cuts a promo on Darby, saying that he will show him how extreme he can still be. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno defeated Vari Morales and Spencer Blade, who's making his debut, after Uno gets the pen easily on Slade with the fatality. Britt Baker defeated Shauna Reed, somebody else making her debut, easily with the lockjaw. Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks defeated Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander. Uh, Car uh, Cage and Starks are still not on the same page. They're both trying to, like, outdo each other. They're, like, hitting moves on the opponents, uh, tagging each other in and out, just... Who knows what's going on with them. But Cage does get the pin on Bravo after hitting the drill claw. Not Nyla Rose defeated Layla Gray easily with the Beast Bomb. Before the match, Vicky Guerrero comes out, takes the mic from Justin Roberts so she can introduce Nyla. The Varsity Blondes defeated Will Allday and Prince Kai. Uh, Allday and Kai make their debuts. Allday has been seen in UWN Primetime as well as Monday Night Raw. He had a match. Pillman gets the pin on Kai with a flying clothesline. Lance Archer, with a record of 19-6, and six, defeated Cole Carter easily with the Ripcord Black Hole, while Jake Roberts was on commentary. And for the main event, John Silver joined on commentary as Alex Reynolds, with a record of 7-2, defeated Ryan Nemeth with a record of 3-4, and four, with this like spinning rock bottom that they called the Honk Honk. This is one of the moves that uh, the superfan Aaron gave to them. NWA Power was not your usual episode. They actually called it Power Surge. Uh, it was a really short episode. They had interviews with Mike Perry, Camille, and Nick Nemeth. I'm sorry, not Nick Nemeth, uh, Nick Aldis. 
Uh, and I only had one match here with Mims defeating Jeremiah Plunkett. NXT UK had a special prelude episode, which was uh, pretty much right before the TakeOver show. We get this uh, really great match, this Heritage Rules match between Noam Dar and Tyler Bate. Uh, Bate gets the first fall with a roll-up out of nowhere about halfway through the round. Uh, round 5, after working on the knee the whole match, Dar gets a submission fall. And then uh, round 6, uh, Samuels and Seven started brawling outside, which caused Bate and Dar to fight a little bit. But back inside, Bate hits the Tyler Driver 97 to win the match, and he's going to go on to face A-Kid for the Heritage Cup Championship. They show Danny Luna, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews training at the PC. We also get a quick video for Ela Dragunov and his recent character change. Uh, Jack Stars and Piper Niven, they're seen training in the PC, and Piper Niven asks Stars if he's ready for next week. Uh, we get a backstage interview with Jordan Devlin where he says once he wraps up his business in Orlando, he'll come back to the UK as a Cruiserweight champion. Spoiler alert, he did not. Michael Satamora and Amelia McKenzie, the former Millie, Versus Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray. McKenzie gets the win here when she rolls up Dawn after Satomura makes sure Kaylee Ray doesn't break up the pen. After the match, Eva Valkyrie comes out in the entrance and lays this black feather down, making a statement to all the women. A-Kid with a quick video looking forward to his match with Tyler Bate to prove that he's the best. Amir uh, Jordan's shown storming into the PC looking for Kenny Williams. He's throwing stuff around. He's yelling for Kenny. Sid Scala stops him and tells him that he's not here, but they do have a match on the next episode of NXT UK. We get a video with Kenny Williams who says he was carrying the tag team the entire time, and next week he will show everybody how good he really is. Also announced for next week, Gallus will be on the Supernova Sessions, and Nathan Fraser will go one-on-one with Saxon Huxley. And the main event for the NXT UK Championship, Walter, who had two amazing matches, including this one this week, uh, defeated Rampage Brown. Uh, like I said, a very good match. Uh, not as good as Walter and Ciampa, um, but this was probably my top 10 matches for WrestleMania weekend for sure as well. So Walter... Doing it everywhere, whether it be Orlando or the UK. Walter retains here after hitting a big splash off the top rope. 205 Live was just a best of Cruiserweight title matches. Uh, it shows some of the past matches between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, Tony Nese against Buddy Murphy, and Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. New Japan Strong. It starts with the New Japan Cup USA 2021 first round, and Leo Rush defeated Clark Connors with a springboard cutter. Tom Lawler defeated Ren Narita with a sleeper hold. Hikaleo defeated Fred Rosser after attacking him pretty significantly before the bell even rang. And the main event, Brody King defeated Chris Dickinson with a Larry, a very hard-hitting match, which is actually interesting because these two are in that stable in Ring of Honor now. I enjoyed this match for sure, though. Next week's semifinals are Hikaleo versus Tom Lawler and Brody King versus Leo Rush. On Ring of Honor, Rocky Romero defeated Delirious by submission um, with an armbar in a pure wrestling match. This is actually Romero's first match since the pure title tournament back in September of 2020. And they built up like this long time feud between these two starting way back in 2007, saying that they actually both debuted on the same Ring of Honor show. And the main event, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham defeated Bandito and Flamita. Uh, before the match, Flamita replaced Ray Horace, who was injured, but Bandito was a little hesitant about it because obviously they had a little bit of... Uh, disagreements back at the 19th anniversary pay-per-view. And guess what? During the match, Bandito and Flamita still do not get along. And Flamita walks out on Bandito, causing Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Next week's actually going to be a pretty big episode, as it's the 500th episode of Ring of Honor TV. So they have Jay Lethal versus the Jonathan Gresham, as well as Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe. So that should be pretty good. On main event, Mansoor defeated Drew Gulak, and Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado defeated Akira Tozawa and Angel Garza. The WWE Network editions for the week saw Evolve number 8, which was their style battle tournament featuring the likes of Rich Swan, Tony Nese, Sammy Callahan, Brody Lee, Bobby Fish, Austin Aries, and much more. We get another episode of Progress Chapter 108, ICW Fight Club, and WXW We Love Wrestling number 6. Um, that's it. Like I said, I had some, some recommendations on the start of the show from the Spring Break and the Bloodsport shows, uh, but please go ahead and read those reports if you want uh, to read more. There was a lot of great matches this week, a lot of indie matches. I uh, have to shout out to um, Jordan Oliver 
as well as Daniel Garcia, who were pretty much on almost every show that I uh, could get my hands on this week. So those two definitely have a bright future. Um, as far as the shows that I covered today, like I said, Walter and Rampage Brown was really good, um, as well as the Thunder Rosa and Diamante match. Those are my go-to matches for the week. And last but not least, do not forget, this coming Thursday, 6 p.m., Up Next Mania, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Me and Mike Hogan, the other guys, will be going on a tag team match, playa, against Eric Marcotte, Marcotte, I don't know how to say your name, doesn't even matter, and his partner, Brother Nate Milton. Should be great, but the main event, three stages of hell for the BDE Championship, it will be Chris Elliott versus Braden Harrington, and I'm on team Elliott. Braden doesn't even listen to this show, so he won't even know. So let's go, Chris. I'll see you guys here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.